Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. Today, we are alive and we're reviewing Army of the Dead. Another movie, back-to-back movies with dead in the title. I don't think we've done that once. You know, like as living through this pandemic and everything, it's just a little sensitive to that word. I don't know if we should be of reviewing dead? these movies. Yes. Oh, okay. What's next? Or what's another movie with dead? What's next week? Um, dead or Alive? Yeah. That's got to be a movie. Oh, no, it for sure is. Dad, <laughs> I typed dad again. <laughs> oh, Sorry about that. Uh, dead or alive. Not dead or alive. Uh, those, not those <laughs> who want me dead. Army of the Dead. It is a zombie Zack Snyder film starring Dave Bautista, former WWE wrestler. I love any former WWE wrestler that, um, you know, joins Hollywood. You got The Rock. You got John Cena. Now you got Dave Bautista. Hot on both of their time, heels. Time out. You don't say now you have John or Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista paved the path for John Cena. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. Okay, we could talk about that a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It was an interesting movie. I got some things to say about it. Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the ball. 
Dave Batista stars Army of the Dead. You know what else he stars in Ty? One of my favorite movies of all time that wasn't as good the second time I watched it. What? Stuber. Uh, correct. You know who stars alongside him? One of my favorite actors in Hollywood. Who? Camille Nanjani. Correct. And what is Camille Nanjani going to be in? Eternals. What is he joining Dave Batista in? Uh, MCU. Yes, Camille Nanjani joining the MCU <laughs> in the Eternals, which got its first teaser trailer released today. Yeah, and by teaser, they mean we're just going to show you random shots and give you zero story. Yeah, I like that, though. I like that out of my trailers. I don't need That's no fair. story. That's I like going in blind. This might be the only trailer I watch, so we're probably going to talk about a future trailer. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to refer to this one. A bunch of scenic shots and very vague, might probably not, might not even be in the movie scenes. Artistic music. Yes. Or it might be the classic, all the scenes that they show in this are all in like the first 10 minutes. They always do that with the the trailers. That's the best, though. Marvel's the best at that. That's how Marvel is. I mean, it's really easy when you have the biggest franchise on the fucking planet and you know everyone will line up. If you're just like, hey, we have a movie, we've told you nothing about it, it's releasing on Friday, they'd sell 500 million. Yeah, probably. And I mean, that's why they don't have to give away anything. (laughs) Because they're just that fucking good. Yeah, and... The only thing that I really took from it was, as I just watched it 10 minutes ago, um, they said that they have not interfered with anything up until this point, and they are gods, And but now they are interfering. Correct. They didn't interfere when someone wiped out half the universe, but now for this solo movie, they're interfering. Um, so this must be a pretty big fucking threat. Now, this apparently, like, it shows that it takes place in, like, the, the olden times. Well, yeah, it does, it's, like, throughout a timeline, right? Yeah, because, I mean, it starts and it's, like, people living in a tribe, like, very much not modern day. Yeah. Could that line have been said when the Thanos shit was going on? Could this be, like, a side story we're interfering with the rest of the universe while Thanos is happening on Earth? Yeah, that's valid. Because at the end, at the end of the teaser trailer, they talked about, you know, Tony Stark and um, Chris Evans. I can't think of it. Steve Rogers both being dead. So they obviously caught back up, but... From what I've read about the movie, the movie is something that's taking place through time. Yeah. So, yeah, they, it could be we haven't interfered until now, and until now is a very vague mention of Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and all that, and however they handle that, I'm sure it'll be M- great. Maybe they bring the Infinity Stones back. I don't know. I feel like they won't. I feel like they're done with those. I do, too. I just don't know how they're going to interfere and play into the bigger picture here. Because this is very much like one of the issues is like, well, if you were around, why didn't you help with yeah. X, Y, or Z? That's always an issue with like prequels and superhero shit. Yep. So they're gonna have to explain somehow and see what they did, you know. Yeah, what they were doing. Well, you showed me something on Twitter that um the main Angelina Jolie's character yeah. is cousins with Thanos. Yeah. In the comics. Sure. I don't. I don't know. But said they're related. Are the Eternals gonna be bad? No, I think the Eternals. Are some sort of gods, and Thanos is a deviant, which is like a, like the opposite race of the Eternals. Like they're both the same thing, but different. The Eternals are a fictional race of humanoids appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. They are described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth. The original instigators of this process, the alien Celestials, intended the Eternals to be defenders of the Earth, which leads to the inevitability of war against their destructive counterparts, the Deviants. The Eternals were created by Jack Kirby and made their first appearance in the Eternals number 1, July 1976. Thanos is a Deviant, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Let's click uh, Wikipedia Deviants. Uh, the Changing People, dubbed as the Deviants by the Eternals, are a fictional race of humanoids appearing in American comic books published by Marvel 
Comics. The Deviants will debut in Marvel Cinematic Universe in the film Eternals on November 5th, 2021. Nice. Uh, members of the Deviants. Um, I don't see Thanos here, Ty. Sorry. He's fucking related somehow. He's cousins of an Eternal. Yeah. Scrolls? I don't know. Is this going to open up the whole um, secret invasion angle that I feel like has been teased for ever? It's just in Spider-Man. Yeah, but I mean, like, because we thought it was going to happen in Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. We thought, remember, we thought that was going to be like the storyline of the whole movie. And yeah. Then you have the little uh, the the scroll at the end of uh, WandaVision. and this could be a way to just keep it going. Yeah. I hope not. I just feel like they have so many different paths. They have the secret invasion thing because, you know, they have sword and everything with, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury in space. Yep. But then they also have the shit going on with Wanda and a potential multiverse thing going on. With Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yep. How is this going to fit in? How is Loki going to fit in? Because I feel like they're going to bring Loki back somehow. No, they have to. I mean, they have to. And Loki's a time hopping alternate reality story. Version. Yeah, it's not the same Loki. And how is he going to get into this timeline? And because I think he is going to get in this timeline, Ty, because is, Tom no, Hiddleston yeah. is beloved, beloved. Beloved. They also released the Loki trailer since we last recorded. Did they? I didn't watch that. You didn't? I didn't even know that happened. Took his shirt off for the first time. It's fucking jacked. I didn't even know that happened. Usually I only see him if the, you guys like send him in that group chat on Twitter. Yeah. Was it not sent? Probably not. Yeah. Didn't even know that was a thing. Didn't really reveal much. Some cool shots. He's got a cool like fire sword. Nice. He's just been using little little bitch boy knives this entire time, and he can just make a fucking fire sword. <laughs> yeah, so how the Eternals, you know, fit into the rest of the MCU, that'll be interesting. I mean, it's all interesting. I'm just excited. We have Black Widow coming up. I say it every two weeks when something new Marvel comes out. They're, they're the best at this. They remind me of the NFL. Because, <laughs> like, the NFL is just like, okay, we got the schedule, we got the draft, and we got the schedule release, and then we make a big deal out of OTAs, and a big deal out of this, and a big deal out of that. And Marvel is just like, other things going on, boom, let's drop a trailer. Yep. Oh, Fast 9 just debuted internationally, made $129 million. Boom, let's just drop let's drop a trailer. Which I wasn't planning on mentioning this in the podcast, but since we're talking about it, Fast 9, $129 million, might have been 127 I'm known to get my 7s and my 9s mixed up. Are you? Um, Are you known for that? Yes, I always get Riley's birthday wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happened with other things, too. Um, When's my birthday? 27th. June. <laughs> okay. You made me think about it, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so it made a lot of money. A lot. It's all international. It hasn't debuted yet in the United States. Um, when does it come but, out? By United international, States? like every other country it's going to be released in? or um, From what I read, it was like five key markets, mostly China. Okay. Um, Fast in the um, – new Fast in the – I'm I, just I, wondering, like, if it's like New Zealand or somewhere where there's just – there's no COVID to worry about. F9, the ninth installment of the popular Fast and Furious franchise, doesn't open until U- in U.S. theaters until June 25th. we got to watch that for the pod, by the way. You're um, going to ruin my fucking birthday like that? The film, which stars Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, okay, took $162 million internationally. Not $129, $162 million. $135 came from China, the oh, biggest okay. movie market in the world, which is crazy because, you know, they've just – I'm not going to talk about that. Well – 135 from the biggest movie market in the world, especially for, I think, the Fast franchise. That's a billion-dollar franchise, typically. They're just not going to make even close to that. But that's just the weekend. That's just opening weekend. But typically, that's a large chunk. But if they make $200 million, that's still that's still good. Yeah, I think if they can touch three to four, it's not bad. 
But when you make this movie and expect the movie to hit 1.2 bill, yeah, that's tough. And it's it's I mean, that's a good opening weekend and you hope for things to go back to normal, but this just shows that very much are not there yet. But that's still a lot more than I I thought. It's it's the right direction. I agree with that. Okay, so let's see here. Um Inter- this is Fast and the Furious 8. Okay. Internationally, The Fate of the Furious secured a release in 69 countries. Ayo. Um, the film was projected <laughs> to post an opening between 275 and 330 million from over 20,000 screens, with some analysts believing it can go as high as 350 to 400 million. Um, in Okay, just give me the three day total. Okay, in total, through Sunday, the film registered an opening of 441 million. Opening weekend. That's with U.S. though too, which has to be the number two market. Uh, U.S. made no. I think this is just international. Oh, okay. Because there's a part for United States where it made a hundred and no, it made ninety-eight point eight million opening weekend, and then four hundred million everywhere else. So I don't know if it's four, if it's five hundred million combined, or if it is just four hundred. But still, either way, that's more than this. Because even if a USA does a hundred million, that's still two sixty-two, like on its opening weekend. But still, I mean, that's. That's a decent sign because it, it, it shows me that Marvel, I don't think, is going to push back Black Widow. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not going to make that much money on it, but let's be on it. Well, I shouldn't say they're going to make a lot of money on it either way. They're just not going to make Marvel money on it. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're just not going to quadruple their fucking. Well, fucking probably more than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you figure if they have a $100 million budget, they make a billion dollars. Like, that's fucking. And $100 million is a lot of fucking money. Um. Yeah, so they they're but they probably weren't expecting this to, you know, break a billion. Anyways, maybe Black you know, Widow was probably like a eight fifty nine hundred mil. Yeah, would have sniffed it just because of Marvel, and it'll probably do. Their probably like goal is like optimistic goal is probably like half a bill. Yeah, um, and maybe it gets there. Who knows? You know, by I mean, this is releasing in two months. It might look even better. Um, so I just it makes me feel good that they won't start pushing things back. Yeah. Unless we start turning. That's the thing is it probably won't be as much of a profit as they're hoping for, but it will still be a profit in the right direction, which will stop movie delays, which will be great because we've had movies release, but all the big movies have been HBO Max, um, you know, like the fucking like this Army of the Dead or other shit like they've tried to King Kong, Mortal Kombat. They've been, you know, side by side releases for big blockbusters. Um, this is hopeful that they continue pumping out movies and not pushing anything back and having theater releases. Yeah, and I mean they have the movies. It's not like yeah, you know, and they've been filming stuff too. You know, during COVID, obviously not as much, but they're still filming stuff. You know, taking the proper um, you know procedures, whatnot. But so I feel like I'm, I'm th- we're gonna have the glory age, Ty. And this has been talked about on other podcasts before. I've listened to is there's gonna be a time and we're gonna slowly get these movies back one by one and then there's just gonna be i feel like there's gonna be a fucking time whether it's next march two-year anniversary of covid whenever it is there's gonna be a time when it's like because right now we're looking really good there's only 730 cases in the entire state of california yet today or yesterday that's big state not a lot of cases Forty thousand in december per day okay so that's a fucking big big drop yeah um so things keep going the right direction there's just gonna be like this three-month span where you're gonna get the movies that were pushed back Plus the movies that were already in line to release around that time. And they're going to maneuver stuff because they don't want to compete with each other. But, you know, that dull fucking post-Valentine's Day weekend where they don't release something might also have something. And I feel like yeah. 
there's just going to be a glory age. It's like when sports came back, you know, last <laughs> yeah. August and we had baseball and playoff basketball and fucking football all happening at the exact same time. And just hockey. didn't know what to fucking watch. All four professional sports. There was that thing where it was um, L.A. Was that? Were you talking about the thing in L.A. where all four sports had a game in L.A.? Yeah, the same day. Traffic was just fucked. Well, there was that. Just and then, terrifying amounts of sitting in traffic. There was also. You a, had to leave two <laughs> days before the game to make it to the game. There was. I remember there was a tweet where it was like those four leagues played. The WNBA played because they had a bubble too. Yeah. And the MLS played. And it was the first time ever that all six of those sports leagues played at the same time. It's fucking On wild. the same day. So I feel like we're going to have that with movies, and I'm excited for that period. Well, yeah, I mean, even just with the MCU, we have four movies next year, and then I think like four shows. So it's just going to be every few months, big movie, show, big movie, show. And then typically they wait for big holiday weekends or something to drop blockbusters. Yeah. I feel like with all these different blockbusters, they're just going to be like, you know what? Random, random fucking weekend in June. Yeah, the weekend after Valentine's Day or (laughs) the weekend after Labor Day instead of Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it it looks good. Um, Fast Eight. This surprises me. It made one point two billion dollars. Yep. One billion of it is international. Only two hundred twenty six million domestic. That's why I said it's huge international. China's a that huge just, market for them. That feels so low I, for domestic. Like I know that's still a lot of money, but I would thought, I would have thought they did way more than that. It's very popular overseas. It's not as popular as you would think. I feel like it gets shit on a little bit more here. <laughs> and you're the the chief officer of that yes um like but i want to compare it to like a marvel movie i'm not going to compare it to endgame because that's just not fair do i mean I captain did, marvel or spider-man I did spider-man homecoming yeah so spider-man homecoming does 334 it did 100 million more but fate of the furious doubled its international and it yep. made 400 more million so this is super big oh, over wow. international those movies cost a lot more money than i thought what Ooh. spider-man um, Spider Man's probably like two fifty. One seventy five Spider Man, two fifty Fate of the Furious. Okay, yeah. I thought it was like one fifty is how much those movies That's, cost. God I damn. remember someone was bitching that the Spider Man movies, Far From Home, had like the lowest budget, like adjusted for inflation of any Spider Man movie ever. Oh well. Well that's just crazy to me that they're just they're just cheaping out. <laughs> when they have the MCU on their fucking back. You know why they're cheaping out? Because Sony's taking some of that cheddar. That's fair. <laughs> or Sony's the one cheaping out. Because they don't have MCU money. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it, Ty. Drop some fucking money. Ty, we got to make a movie. Now, yes. That's just random, but keep going. Yes. (laughs) Also, just unrelated, kind of related. Um, You fucking hate CGI. I don't hate CGI. Well, your TV hates CGI. Yes, my TV in my living room does not make CGI look good. CGI people from The Amazing Spider-Man and the... the just Raimi trilogy uh-huh. are working on this new Spider-Man movie. So hopefully CGI will be real good. Well, that CGI looks really bad, but that's because it's 2002 Great CGI. for the time. And the amazing Spider-Man CGI holds up today. I've never seen those two. Looks great. You need to watch a movie on that TV. I'm I don't want you. to. It's weird. It's you fucking just, weird. You always shit on I it. I think it's like 60 frames per second or something, and it just makes it look fake. I don't know what it is. Just too many. Too many frames. Um, other movie news I have before we get into our movie review. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Is a ca- officially casted. This is something that was speculated before. Officially casted as a young Willy Willy Wonka in a new Willy Wonka movie that's set to release twenty twenty three. I believe it was. Okay. So that's fun. Probably the origins of Willy Wonka. Not going to be Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Will Grandpa Joe be in it? A young Grandpa Joe, and, and I'm got, like fucking hate him. So he's just going to be a fucking deadbeat at like thirty. And he was like an intern, and Willy Wonka fucked him over or something. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I feel like Willy Wonka's like ageless. Like he was like 50, 60. How old is Willy Wonka in that movie? Late 40s. I feel like you could tell a story where Willy Wonka is like literally a god. Okay, who's who's the original Willy Wonka? Gene Wilder. 1971 is when that film was released. Feel old 1971. yet, 1971. Uh, 56 is how old Willy Wonka is. Okay, that's older than I thought. Gene Wilder looked good for his age. Um, Yeah, 2023 Wonka is when it's supposed to release. release. I don't know if I've ever seen Timothy Chalamet in anything. Yeah, I don't really know much about him other than I block him on Twitter because Riley tweeted about him once with hard eyes and I didn't want oh. – I just was like, I'm taking a stance here. No, yeah, you just got to knock that shit out. Um, he was an interstellar. He was 15-year-old Tom. Yeah, see, I, I watched that movie, and I know who it is now. I didn't know that was Timothy Chalamet. I can truly say I've never seen anything he's in. I don't know what he's big for. I think just being sexy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I very much know who he is. Bro. You know who Timothy Chalamet is dating? Who? What would be ironic? Guess, like an ironic person for him to date. Timothy Chalamet. relates to this movie news. Johnny Depp. His daughter. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) He's dating Lily Rose Depp. I mean, (laughs) that's got to be weird for her, right? Again, (laughs) I'm playing your dad's character in a movie. (laughs) Well, it's it's not not even his dad's character. It's... Gene Wilder's character. Oh, first. Um, I don't know. I, I like both Willy Wonka movies. I know the second one doesn't, the Johnny Depp one doesn't get that much love, but I think I think both of them are fine. Nah, I've read that, that book. Movie. That movie sucks. I read the book. I, I just want to come. You're saying it's fine. I want to come out and say it is not fine. <laughs> and I think this could be good. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it could be really fun if they do it right. If they do like a kind of like a trippy hippie kind of deal. Like Alice in Wonderland kind of in real life, okay. though, even though those Alice in Wonderland live-action movies weren't great. Like, they should just make him, like, a hippie and be, like, on drugs, but not actual drugs because it's a kid's movie. But, like, is he a hippie? He seems like a hippie to me. I don't know if I'd go hippie. Hippie's, like, laid back. He's very animated. He's like Mr. Zizmer. No, Mr. Zobeline. Yes. very. They should have cast Zobeline. He's got the flow. <laughs> Zobeline would be a great fucking Willy Wonka for like a play or something. He would. He really would. This is just very, very, like a very on-the-nose reference that only people we went to high school with will understand, and that's fine. I just Googled Mr. Zobeline thinking I was going to get a fucking result for him. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah, Mr. Zobeline would be a fucking perfect Willy Wonka. That's a great poll. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that'll be fun to – for Riley to be drooling while we go to the movies. She really likes him. I don't know why. And I don't like it. God, he just looks like sad to me. <laughs> He's got sad eyes. Which is not what I want in a Willy Wonka. His face is like... Let's just shit on Timothy Chalamet for a second. <laughs> Look at his like chin. It's like when you create a character in a video game and you make their chin like the smallest possible size. He's too pretty. Okay. You need flaws in your face. And he doesn't have any. I don't know. His eyes are kind of close together. He's just got such a chiseled jawline. It's not right. And there's just no pictures of him smiling. Unless you Google Timothy Chalamet smiling. Does he have bad teeth? Is that the flaw? Oh. Uh, No, his teeth look fine. He just got sad eyes. What's his height? Is he short? He's got to be short. I bet you he's short. I bet you he's like 5'7". That's a perfectly average. What are you, 5'4"? Hey, fuck you. 5'5"? Five, five? I'm like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, <laughs> he's 5'10", so he's not short. Fuck. What else could be a flaw? 
Maybe he's got a weird shaped head, and that's why his hair's long. Timothy Chalamet. Maybe he's like Megamind. He kind of looks like he could have Megamind. Timothy Chalamet, short hair. Fucking looks good with short hair, too. <laughs> You're fucked, Jay. You just got to hope Riley never meets him. He's got a... Oh, you know what I think it is? It looks like he has a long neck. He's got a very long neck. There it is. Draft fucking neck. long neck looking motherfucker. Draft, draft neck Timothy. Um... Army of the Dead tie, <laughs> starring Dave Straight Bautista and a bunch of people I don't know. What's our synopsis? Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble. Oh, venturing wait, in wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Did you say Los Angeles? Did I? You might have. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group you of You might have actually said Las Vegas. Now that you said it again, I think you might have said Las Vegas. A group of this is funny for the people listening. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. A group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Nice. Army of the Dead. Directed and written by Zack Snyder. Stars Dave Bautista, Ella Pernal, Ana de la Regura. It's, it's just a Dave Bautista. I truly don't know anyone else in this movie. Um, one of the girls. No disrespect. One of the girls, uh, Tig Notero. Did you know she was digitally added? And she was. She never filmed with them. Really? So that role, the helicopter pilot, was originally Chris Delia. 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 Oh, Delia. Yeah, he's and big time bad dude. So they recasted as her. Played a sexual predator in a TV show, and then was found out that he was doing the exact thing his character in the TV show was doing. Yes. So they recast her. As his character, but that was during COVID. She kind of looks like him, too. <laughs> and it was during COVID, and um, she, I believe, is a – this is right, information from Riley, so I got to, like, fact check it. Apparently a cancer – yes, a cancer survivor. So she cannot actually film. Oh. Because I believe this is, like, the beginning high, of COVID. High risk. Yes, she had breast cancer. Um, so she did the shots by herself. And they digitally added her to everything. Dave Batista said he hasn't even met her yet. I mean, props to them. I couldn't fucking tell. I could tell a little bit, but that's because I was knew. really You fucking, were looking for it. Yeah. And, but just and watching was, this movie, you don't tell me that story? I have no fucking clue. Yeah. It was just really subtle things with how they would, like, keep her out of focus and stuff. Just really fucking How they would subtle. shoot shots. And, and I was looking for it when they showed, like, a helicopter scene. I was like, can you see Crystal Island there? But you couldn't. So. Oh, him just sitting in the background. Yeah, like just sexually assaulting a zombie. Oh. He's a big time bad dude. He, yeah, yeah, he is terrible person. So this film, it is Dave Bautista's character. He is a what is his former role? He got a medal of honor because he saved the Secretary of Defense from the original Vegas outbreak. Yeah, this is military dude. So he is in the military. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and he's flipping he burgers. He fucking protected the Secretary of Defense. Jay. I thought he was just a guy that was there. Like, he's just fucking- like. I'm from fucking Texas. I got an AR-15. Secretary of Defense, come with me. Um, so, you know, he's like flipping burgers, whatever. They somehow managed to ca- contain an entire zombie outbreak to one city, which... It's fucking Vegas, baby. I What stays in... <laughs> happens in Vegas stays that in is, Vegas. How many, how many meetings do you think they had about using that line in this movie? And, like, going back and forth. No, it's in a deleted should. scene. I'm 100% sure it's <laughs> in a deleted scene. Uh, first of all, just containing an entire zombie outbreak to one city... Kind of unrealistic, but impressive. I like it. I mean, I can't really say it's unrealistic because zombie things are um, fake anyways. So it's not like they're going off of something real. Yeah. But so he goes, he's flipping burgers, whatever. And then there's a guy has a bunch of money in a safe. And he's like, hey, develop a team. Go get the money out of the safe. You'll get a $50 million cut. 
they're going to drop a nuke on Vegas on 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bada bing, bada boom. They have to go back in, get the money, go through all the zombies. And then the whole movie's like a heist kind of movie. Yeah, he gets his team together yep. to do a bank heist, but that took through 40 zombies. fucking minutes. Did it? Yeah. This movie was a bit longer than it needed to be. And it I blame was. that on Zack Snyder because he likes making long movies. Yeah, no, it was like 30 minutes too long. And those, you shave, they could have shaved the 15 minutes off of the um, developing the team together. And. Maybe a little bit of just like walking, yeah, just like other bullshit. <laughs> just the just the talking aspects of it and trying to character build. Yeah, we'll see. And I have a problem, um, and we'll talk about it when we get to that category. But I have a problem with how long this is because if they did it right, I don't think I would have cared about the length. But with the length that they had and what I didn't like about it, um, that kind of hurt it. Anyway, so they're getting money, and then his daughter joins them, and his daughter hates him because he kind of. Left his mom to die, not on purpose, but it kind of just happened. You get that in the opening sequence. Left her mom to die? Yeah, with the zombies. Remember she gets, like, crushed by that container? No, that wasn't the mom. I thought it was. There was a whole shot of his wife becoming a zombie, being bitten, him killing his wife in the house. Oh, when he was uh, having a nightmare? Yeah. Oh, who's that girl that got crushed by the container then? One of his fucking other army friends. Oh, fuck. No, yeah, he fucking killed the mo- the mom there as a zombie. I thought that was just a nightmare. <laughs> it was like a flashback. And the wife got bit or something in turn, so he had no. to kill his wife. He's crying. Anyway, so she hates him, and then she joins the journey, and she's looking for one of the other camp people. Yeah, the camp person went in there because apparently they there's other people who would sneak in and like break open slot machines Yeah, to just get you know a couple thousand to start their life to get out of Go the- to Barstow. That was yeah. the other because they were in like a containment camp where they didn't let them out. Why didn't they? Let so them essentially, out of this- it was we think the out the zombie thing may have spread, but it was like a like a political thing. Like, oh, we don't want you. Like, but they obviously aren't you're zombies poor or something. You may have it. And now so we're they're gonna going hold to Barstow. Good old Barstow. We know Barstow. Yeah, Barstow's just lovely. Um, Great place for zombies. They get the money, people turn, all that bullshit. I'm not going to get too much into it. I don't want to get too many spoilers. Um, this is a spoiler review. I mean, we yeah. always do spoiler reviews. Look, plot slash story right off the rip, 13. I don't remember what I gave it. 12. Okay, so we're right in line here. Yeah. What didn't you like about this plot It was just story? fine. I mean, they tried doing more. They tried doing like a heist with zombies, which sounds like it could be complex. But it was a really boring heist. Because, like, usually the heist is, like, we can't get caught. Yeah. And this was, we just kind of got to get there. It's not really a heist if there's no risk of getting caught. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I gave this points, honestly, because it was different. um, And they tried something new. Without that, like, dynamic, it's probably, like, an eight or a nine, honestly. Yeah, and the most predictable thing ever of moving the bomb up a day, and we have to beat the clock. Yeah. Because every one of these movies has a beat the clock aspect to it. Well, yeah, and that was funny. Did you notice, like, the political... Just aggressively Trump trying to be Trump. Yeah, joke about... Yeah, that was funny. Um, Yeah, and it's just... You get this team together, and it's just... I don't know. It was run-of-the-mill, and it felt... It was long, and some shit just didn't make sense to me. You know me. I love to pick apart shit that makes no sense. Correct. Um, How that car, at the beginning of the movie, because he's getting a blowjob, some random guy, because they just got married, outside of Vegas. Yes, Okay. Hits a fucking military grade like truck, <laughs> fucking explodes. That is like eight <laughs> times the size of. Th- it wasn't even like a truck on truck. It was like a tiny little fucking sedan, <laughs> a small one of those. Like imagine the shortest sedan possible. Yeah. That's what it was. Like one of those long ones, station wagon kind of things. 
and the fucking entire truck just explodes. Just incredible explosion. But then flips the metal crate down the fucking road. And that's and where perfectly the opens comes. the door. Yeah, the door just creaks open. Zombie's <laughs> perfectly fine. Um, so are we assuming they created that thing because there was the whole subplot? Yeah, it's from Area 51. Yeah, the whole subplot before was they were tr- the cap- one guy was trying to get the zombie head so they could create more zombies. And that's really why they were there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that I didn't like. Another thing that was just small that I like picked up on, um, I got to actually double check this because I might be stupid here. But at the very end of the movie when that the, the black guy, the strong guy, yep. I don't remember his name. Um, he gets outside of Vegas and he gets a car or whatever. I don't know how the fuck he got his car and he drives and says, welcome to Utah. Um, no highway unless he walked all the way up here, which is about like 150 Vegas to Utah. You have to go through Arizona. Uh, You have to go through the corner of Arizona. And there was just a scene that said, welcome to Utah, which I guess could be from Arizona, but. Vegas to Utah. You have to go to Arizona. You have to go through the very tippity corner of Arizona. You're in Arizona for like 20 miles. The 15 freeway. Are we sure about that? Yes. Look at the 15 freeway. You go through the very corner of Arizona. I drove that. I went to Zion. I mean, I guess. Not. I guess that you go through Arizona. <laughs> what the fuck does it matter? He wasn't going to Arizona. He's going to Utah. I just. They said it Utah like he was going from Nevada. I just think that's a very easy. Um, continuity like mistake goof that they could have uh, or they just didn't want to have two shots of welcome to arizona and then welcome to utah or they just don't show that who fucking cares where he's going yeah i don't know why they just he was leaving vegas but then the whole thing is he left and then got a plane and flew to mexico yeah (laughs) so it didn't even matter that he went to utah he could have gone fucking anywhere exactly and i don't (laughs) he gets bit and then like fucking a day later i don't know how long it really is it was just a light. It didn't pierce, uh, so, so it took it, longer to spread. It was just the most aggressive setup a sequel. Mexico City is going to be quarantined on the next movie. Yeah. That was very obvious. I knew immediately. Yeah. I was like, they're somehow going to let the zombie thing leave this quarantine. Yeah. Which is really irresponsible of them, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, like, I'm pretty sure he would have died from the nuclear radiation because he came out of that safe. Just aggressively dead. Yeah. <laughs> he they came dropped out of a this... fucking nuke and he's just walking around and fucking... Just directly where the nuke was dropped. Yeah, even if he does live in the safe, which I still think might be a little bit of a stretch. No chance. Because everything would have collapsed on top of him. Even if he does. The second he leaves that safe, he's fucking... It was like underground. How the fuck does he get out? Yeah, well, the safe door just so happened to be right on top of all the rubble. And he opens the top (laughs) and fucking comes out. And, yeah. And then he's just standing in a bunch of nuclear radiation. Vigorous that, amount. That helicopter did not get far enough to not die in that nuke. I'm sorry. Oh, at the end? after they, yeah. Well, they cleared the wall. Obviously, the nuke was only big enough for the wall, Jay. <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. I, the average radius also, of a nuke. They, they just didn't address it, but, like, what was her name? Gre- Greta? The mom? I don't remember her name. Did she die in that helicopter cl- crash? Because you never see her again once she's in the helicopter. Well, I think she dies, and I think the pilot dies, and so have it, just the daughter... Just survives like a, a... Is the only one who survives. Yeah. So the whole thing of saving her for her children is just a complete waste because they crash and die anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, within a... Within a 3.7 mile radius, a one megaton bomb, which I don't know like what that size is, will produce 180 tons of force on the walls of all two-story buildings and wind speeds of 158... 
in a one in a 0.6 mile radius the peak pressure is four times that amount wind speeds can reach 470 miles an hour either way they're getting hit with 180 tons of force and 158 mile an hour winds i well it did crash the plane jay i i just don't think they got far enough quite frankly helicopters are fast <laughs> bullshit they did not get fucking far enough dude i want to go there's a website where it's like you can put away put a nuke <laughs> on places and see how is that a website yeah, I don't remember what it's Nuke called. Nuke my city. I'm pretty sure that might actually be what it's called. Nuke map. That is what it is. I just didn't want it to make a noise. Yeah, so it, you put like a, a nuke wherever. Here, let's. we're going to do this right now. This is great radio. We're going to put a nuke in Las Vegas. I'm doing it. A yield. We're going to do a preset. We're just going to do a, I don't know, Um, something that's in... The largest bomb in the current – you would think they would want to put the largest bomb, right, in the U.S. arsenal to make sure they kill all the zombies, right? Is that a fair assumption? Well, no. I think they're they're directly trying to detonate Vegas. So they would use the largest bomb in the U.S. arsenal, right? Yield. What's a yield? And that's the – if you click – I'm doing it. I click the little drag down. I picked a B-83, which is the largest bomb in the U.S. arsenal. I don't think we need the – that's huge bomb. That's 300 tons. No, it's 1.2 megatons. Oh, it's B-61. Yes. We're just going to drop the Davy Crockett, the smallest U.S. bomb produced. The smallest? <laughs> Why are they going to shit on Davy Crockett? Name him after the bitchiest bomb. Detonate. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna go with the B61 mod seven, 340 kilotons. Detonate on Vegas. I did Los Angeles on accident. Vegas. Detonate. Yeah, this bomb. This bomb. If you drop it on, not on the strip. It just doesn't. That's just way too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this bomb. Well, it. Does I got like, maybe eight blocks <laughs> with the small Davy Crockett. Well, this bomb here, I'm dragging it to the strip. This is just great radio. <laughs> we're, talking, <laughs> we're playing with fucking... We're doing Hiroshima bomb. Okay, we dropped it on Mirage. So the first... The fireball radius goes 1.24 kilometers, which goes all the way from the Mirage past the airport to the Tahiti. Remember the Tahiti? Have you ever seen the Tahiti? Okay, Tahiti yeah. Village? You stayed there. Well, you stayed Cancun. So it goes from the Mirage to there. Were they all the way to the Tahiti Village? Which I love how they leave Vegas and it's just all desert. There's just nothing outside of the strip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's just the fireball radius. Then you have the moderate blast damage radius goes all the way to fuck. Like pretty much before you turn over that hill where Speed Vegas is. Past South Point. So. And that's just the B61. Which one did they drop on uh, Hiroshima? I, it was small. There is one that, if they drop the Tsar bomb, um, largest USS bomb designed, um, if you drop it in Vegas, the orange thermal radiation goes all the way into California. So they did not drop the biggest nuke they could have. The Tsar Bomba? Is that what you're... Yeah. Well, that's the USSR. Yeah. That's Russia. No, 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 I know. Okay. Either way, I don't think they live. That was great radio. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um, so yeah, plot. I just thought it dragged, and it, it it was it dragged, and there were some things that didn't make sense, and it, it that's what hurt it, you know. 
a lot of things that I don't want in a zombie movie were in this movie, but I don't know. I agree. I, I feel like you have a fun Vegas setting and then you destroyed the Vegas setting with the zombies being there for a long extended period of time. And it just kind of doled it down, and you just didn't have a lot going on. I know. On. That opening scene made it seem like this movie had so much potential. Yeah, like that would have been fun if you showed me the opening scene movie instead of this movie. Of when it just breaks out, and you're getting out of there as there's still real people and zombies, and the outbreak is happening. Yeah. Not just this quarantined wasteland that's Vegas. I still don't know how they would manage to contain all those fucking zombies. Set up some walls, Jay. Zombies are stupid. They literally showed shipping containers. I don't know how they got that many there that fast. <laughs> um, key, not key elements. Visual slash cinematography tie. I gave this an 18. I gave it a 17. It looked great. Um, Zack Snyder making long movies, but they usually look good. good. Um, I liked, one thing I really liked in particular that I want to talk about was their use of like the camera focus. It was a really intentional decision by them where there's just a lot of like blurring and stuff in the background and stuff. And it was, it was unique. It wasn't something you see in every movie. It was like... They would use it to, like, I don't know, center on the, the main character or whatever and then blur everything else around it. And they, they toyed with it. And then just, you know, some of the gory stuff, shooting the zombies in the head and all the blood and the gore and that kind of stuff looked good. The CGI yep. looked good. Um, Zombie Tiger looks fucking great. Yeah. Um, and it was just – it was well-filmed, good set pieces, even though they ruined the Vegas. You know, why they used the Luxor. They used New York, New York. They used all these hotels, but then they used a rip-off Caesar's Palace. Probably because that was, like, the main place. So, like, they could talk about other shit in passing, but, like, to be set in a casino, probably more of a bitch. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. What was the one they went to first? Because they weren't at the Olympus, right? I think, didn't they run through New York, New York? I don't know. Honestly. Uh, I don't remember which one. No idea. I feel like it was another generic, just because he said there's a vault under the strip. Yeah. (laughs) Not in my casino, just under the strip. Um, you know what? Sorry, this is backing up back to plot slash story, and this is just a genuine question. How do you kill a zombie if it's already dead? Brain. But, like, wh- how does that work? I don't know. Okay. Uh, what would you think about the visuals? Just, and that's just the most established <laughs> rule in all of exactly. fucking just random That's why things. I'm asking. <laughs> you just accept it, Jay. Why do vampires fucking need blood? Because they do. That's their thing. Why would you give it a 17? It just looked great. CGI looked good. Um, like you said, the camera, it was shot in an artistic, noticeable way. Yeah. There's a few really, really good-looking shots, like when they're going through their, here's our plan, breakdown thing. Yeah. Like the helicopter leaving Vegas. It was uh-huh. like, looked really fucking pretty. Yeah. Um, they just had a couple of noticeably good-looking shots. Um, some of it was whatever. Um, the set design, I didn't love in, at times with the Vegas and just like, ah, it's just cars and dirt and this looks whatever. The Nothing weird Vegas-y. Little, yeah, like they didn't use it to their full capacity because it was like Vegas, but it's a destroyed Vegas. Yeah. Um, the weird little zombie, like, rave. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't love that. It was just a weird <laughs> little hangout spot. <laughs> then, uh, it was whatever. Um, but, like, it, you know, most of the shots were shot well. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah, for sure. Key elements. Now, this is something I'm wrestling with because I said I there was a lot of – Stuff I don't want in a zombie movie, and I feel like this might be too high of a score. I gave it a 15. I gave it a 16. Oh, okay. I feel like that's fair. There was a lot of potential that they didn't tap. Yeah. Um, I mean, the zombie stuff, when they did do it, and they didn't do it enough, and that's why it's only 15, it was badass. They had, you know, the bloods and the yeah. gore and all that kind of stuff. Um, And that was great. I mean, shit, there was the gory scenes 
the one that caught me by the most surprise was when he has that romantic scene with the one girl. She's like, oh, I came back to get back with you, like some other <laughs> yeah. girl. And then it's all romantic, and then you the elevator opens, and there's zombies, and he just fucking snaps her neck right in front of Dave Batista. Just blood shooting out of her neck. Yeah, like that. I was like, oh, fuck. Caught me off guard. Um, And it became apparent early on again, kind of circling back to plot. Like, once one or two of them died, like as soon as they killed that cop, I'm like, everyone's going to die yep. in this movie, except maybe They're just one person. Running through the line. Yeah. Which like, is fine. Predictable. And you know, Zack Snyder's like, people aren't going to expect this. And I give him credit. He's not doing the typical Hollywood ending. But. I mean, someone did survive. Best ending would be no one survives. Yeah. They just fail. I thought the movie was going to end with a scene of her opening a lobster roll food truck. Yeah, that would have been very Hollywood. Yep. Instead, they just set up a sequel. Um, yeah, 15, though. It, they had the zombie stuff. Not as much as I would would have liked. It was new and different than other zombie movies, but I wouldn't say this is a weird thing to say. It was different, but I don't think it necessarily, like, did anything new for the genre, if that makes sense. So, like, the, the story itself... And the idea they were going for was different with the whole quarantine city and a heist and everything. But it's not like, I don't know, there wasn't any new innovative like zombie shit, you know, that we haven't really seen before. But the stuff they did was cool. Yeah, they tried telling it was a heist movie set in a zombie thing. It wasn't just zombie as the main focus. Yeah. Um, which is, that's that's a good idea. But, I mean, it just wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, the execution wasn't great. They did do some cool things like the, the alpha zombies and. Well, yeah, that's kind of new, yeah. Uh, but even that was like, okay, you know, I didn't love it. Zombie wearing a fucking helmet. That was smart. Greatest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> this zombie's a fucking genius. Why wouldn't he give more of his friends helmets? I don't, like, just start passing them out, bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, I'm smart enough to wear a helmet. You're fucked. <laughs> All my Even life. his lady. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you find Mamacita, I want a piece of your zombie ass, but I'm not going to give you a helmet. That is ironic that she gets her head cut off and then, like, comes back to life, like, an hour later, and then just dies by, by getting dropped off a building. What do you mean comes back to life? Well, her head, remember, it was like... They cut the head off. Yeah, but then her head was, like, at that final scene when he threw the spear through the blonde girl, because the, the zombie girl head was still, like, making noise and stuff. Yeah, they didn't tear, kill the brain. Zombies 101, Jay. You got to But she wasn't screeching the, the whole other time. And when he, she was in his bag, she was still very much alive in the bag. She was just chilling? Yeah. See, Rick. I don't understand zombie shit. It's, it's so simple. <laughs> Is the brain destroyed? Yes or no? But she dropped off the building and the head exploded. You think a, head, a zombie head would explode like that? Yeah, I think any head would explode if you jumped off the fucking top of a building head first. It didn't seem like that high of a building. Oh, also, going it was back- like fucking thirty stories. It's a Vegas building. <laughs> going back to the plot slash story <laughs> again, another thing. I like how they take the helicopter all the way to the Olympus to rescue Dave Bautista's daughter, and then the King Zombies just there like thirty seconds later. Like, how the fuck did he get there so fast? Oh, he's riding a horse. You didn't see him riding a horse through the city. I but to go, I don't know, to go all the way down. He's got to go down the building and get on the horse. And that's a fucking a <laughs> helicopter. He's got to get the valet his ticket, <laughs> wait for the horse to show up, the heli- deal with the strip traffic. Well, the helicopter somehow outruns a nuke, but barely outruns a fucking zombie. <laughs> on a horse? <laughs> a zombie on a horse who started on the 30th floor and had to go all the way down. <laughs> you even think of that? The fucking zombie horse is faster than a fucking nuke. <laughs> so, I, I don't fucking know. It was a lot of, again, 15, 16. That feels good. There was a lot of missed shit here. Well, here's where it missed the most for me. Characters 10. Uh, I gave it 12. 
Look, I just didn't give a shit about anyone in this movie. They spent so much time that could have been used for character building the first 30, 40 minutes, all that stuff. And they did some of it with Dave Batista and his daughter, and they tried it. But I just – I couldn't – I didn't give a shit. And it, I think it's because in a zombie movie, I don't really want to give a shit. I just want a fucking badass. Give me so, a badass and give me a funny guy, and I'm sold. My favorite character was a black guy just because he was a badass. I his ass kicked. He survived, though. Yeah. Kind of. So, while I agree, the only reason Dave Batista did this movie is because he wanted to have, like, a character, not just a zombie action hero. And he had he Zack Snyder agree. There was an interview. He's like, oh. the reason I did this is because it wasn't just a generic action hero. I wanted to show off my acting chops and have emotion and character building. And so Zack let me make those choices and add shit. And I feel like while I love Dave Batista, he very much is what's wrong with this movie. Which is weird because a lot of people are talking about how good he was in the movie. He is, but I think this movie's a lot better without him trying to make it a character. And if you plug in Vin Diesel's stupid, zero characterization, just killing zombies, going on a heist. Just a badass. Like, the Zombieland um, dynamic is so good because you have the badass in Woody Harrelson. Yep. And you got, like, the funny Adam Sandberg. Adam Sandberg? No. Andy Sandberg? Nah, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. I always get them confused. And then the girl. Who plays the girl? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Like, it's just a good dynamic. And, like, you're kind of capped when it comes to characters with a zombie movie. I mean, I'm not probably ever going to give a 20 out to a zombie movie character unless they really do something good. But you have to lean into the genre. And I thought this movie was going to be funnier than it was. And, you know, the blonde girl, she was probably the second best thing. And those were the two biggest badasses that knew what they were doing. And it was just She reminded me of the Mad Max girl. Okay, yeah. I see that. Yeah. It's just, you, you lean into it, and I know he wants Zack Snyder and now Dave Bautista, I now learned, want to do something different, but lean into the genre and yeah. get a better score. Like, change the, you know, the environment of it, the heist movie. Make that the cool thing about the genre. But the character building just wasn't there. You can't have a character-focused zombie film. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're ignoring the zombies. A character-focused zombie heist action film. It's just too much. It and that's why like, it was too long and not very effective at any. It wasn't like a family trying to survive the zombie apocalypse and you get family element there. It was No, it was a zombie heist with wannabe emotion. emotion. Yeah. Um, Give me the action stars. Give me the humor. You can lean into humor. Zombieland does it perfectly. That's something that can play well with the genre. But this... I, I just didn't like it. I didn't give a shit about any of these characters, and it almost hurt it that they was trying so hard for me to actually give a shit. Yeah, I, I, res- I, so I give it a twelve because I respect what they were trying to do. I don't. I didn't hate the <laughs> Dave Bautista character too badly. I don't like the the emotional scenes that took away from the pacing of the movie. Yeah. Um, but like, I liked the I liked the heist team. I think a little more than you did. I liked the dude who got the badass guy with the saw. Yeah. Um, I liked the asshole cop that they shot. He was good. He was good at what he was trying to do. Yeah. Um, I liked the daughter enough. I liked the... I didn't hate I, anyone. I just didn't... I don't know. I really liked the, the vault guy. Like the, the code cracker? Yeah. He was probably my favorite. It was just a bunch of like, bleh, don't give a shit. And they just periodically die. And it's like... I'm fine with people dying in a zombie movie, but it's almost like they wanted all these deaths to be, like, emotional, like it's a big tragedy, like a big Shakespearean tragedy, and you see all these people die for one to maybe make it out at the end, and it's like, I don't give a fuck about any of these people dying, so, like, why? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I don't necessarily disagree with that either. Um, the stupid hired bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if he was good at his role or if I just just disliked his character so much that he was so generic and we've seen it before. He looked like Colby Covington, but older. He just bugged me. Yeah. Like, it was like, why do you add this character into this movie? It just doesn't need to be here. Well, and he was just so obviously out of place and, like, this guy's bad and he's going to fuck you guys over. It was so tropey. Yeah, and it's just in a movie that's trying to be deep and it's like, I don't know, I'm fine with tropes, but with, around what it was around, it's like, what? I don't know. Yeah, it, it could have been better, but it's just, I don't know. I did enjoy the zombie tiger. <laughs> um, that was fucking great. The zombie tiger. The Fantastic. zombies are fine. As much character as they have. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then the the guy who sends him on the heist is just such ter- stereotypical. That was the guy who played Scorpion. Guy. You shut the fuck up, Jay. Was it really? I think so. Looks like him. I swear, Zack Snyder like watched um, Inception. It was like, what if we did something kind of like this, but with zombies? <laughs> I feel like Army of the Dead's based on something, right? I like my no trip idea. in here. I have no idea. I don't think this is like a unique. I, I can't tell you. I I don't know. Oh, I want the excuse me. Sorry, I'm on the um. Holy fuck. I'm on the, the Wikipedia. The film was announced in 2007, but spent several years in development hell at Warner Brothers Pictures before having the rights bought by Netflix in 2019. Okay, so that's what it was. What do you mean? Like, it's not based on something. It's just been something that's been wanting to be made forever. I think it's based on Dawn of the Dead. I don't know, Ty. Same universe? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Development. The project was announced in March 2007 with Zack Snyder and Joby Harold working on the script. Based on off an original story that Snyder conceived when making his debut film, Dawn of the Dead, in 2003. So, lightly connected. There you go. Yeah. Um, on Wikipedia, it says, um, was criticized for its runtime. It was... Praised for critics, it was praised from critics for its action sequences, humor, and cast, but was criticized for its runtime and emotional tone. This movie, yeah. Praised for its humor, <laughs> it wasn't that funny. It, I didn't laugh once. I don't think the vault guy was okay. He made me chuckle. Yeah, I guess uh, enjoyment tie. I gave it. Hold on, I gotta go back to my thing. I gave it a fourteen. I had fun oh. with it. Um, I didn't like the character stuff, but the zombie stuff was good enough to, I liked it enough to give it a decent enough score. You gave it a 12. Okay. Even lower than you. I kind of was hopeful for this. Yeah. I, my, I didn't really have big expectations. So especially like you look at the poster and I, I think it was wonder woman 84, 1984, 1984, where it was like, Ooh, look at how colorful and awesome we are. And then just didn't do that. Yeah. And this very much is like Vegas casino, and Slot again machines. they get rid of that aspect. Looks fun, and it's just a it's just a wasteland of dust and dirt and you know what? I'm gonna I'm change based on my scale. I'm changing to a thirteen because there's very important classification change there. Uh, Fourteen to sixteen was not would not go out of my way again, but would watch again and would recommend to someone who has not watched it. I don't know if I'd recommend this to anyone. Yeah, that's 
it looks like it's going to be way more fun and entertaining and bright lights and fun action sequences than it is. And then my 11 through 13 is probably would not sit through again, but it caught my attention at points, which is exactly what this movie was. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. No, I feel you. That poster is misleading. And you look at the poster and it's like, like I said, that first sequence with, you know, Vegas going crazy and they're running out of it yep. and there's zombies everywhere. Like that had so much potential. And it, it's just like you, you envision like this, this colorful Imagine just like a colorful, you're in a zombie heist, it's Vegas, shit's going crazy. Bright lights, and fucking casinos, you and can partying. Add and... a fucking money thing. You could do this fucking movie. Yep. You could literally have, you don't even need a fucking, like, you don't have to waste 40 minutes on developing a team. You could have all these guys in Vegas at the time, and it's, the, the outbreak starts, you know, whatever, and then Dave Batista gets put in on touch, or in touch with some mastermind who wants him to go to the vault, and take the money before because they're going to nuke vegas right away it's not like hey let's set up this confinement it's like no they find out about this they're nuking vegas in six hours like that's all you got like everyone who's not a zombie has to fucking leave or whatever and they're trying to get money and all this they could have done it that would have been much better like we're not gonna put like close it off and let it destroy itself but it's happening and we're just not gonna let it spread yeah that would have been a better story yeah because you would have got vegas you wouldn't have got whatever this was yeah, and that makes more sense than somehow them developing a border around the whole fucking city. and Especially because this is a very nitpicky thing from someone who's been to Vegas fucking dozens of times in my life working. It's like there's so much more than the strip, and this movie just <laughs> ignores everything. Like you have fucking Summerlin right west of it, which is like a big metropolitan area with hundreds of thousands of people. You have Henderson right next to it with hundreds of thousands of people. Like it's not just the fucking strip, and I know that's what people think, you know, when you – You've never been to Vegas or whatever. You've flown in and only been on the Strip, but I don't know. It made it seem like Vegas was, like, state line. This yeah. should have been set in state line. <laughs> Where it's just desert, 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 small party town, desert, desert, That's desert. That's what it looked like, though. That No, seriously, like, this was set in state line, not Vegas. <laughs> like, there was nothing around this. And that's why a nuke right away would probably make more sense than confining it to just the Strip. That's not fucking possible. That's just not possible. Very much agree. There's a lot of potential, and they just fucked it. Yeah. That being said, I liked how I liked the cinematography and the zombie stuff they did have was good. So that kind of carried its score. I think, in order to make this movie fucking awesome, you keep the heist aspect, right? Yeah. I don't know how many guys were on the team. Maybe you bump it up to like eleven. Oceans. Get 11. rid of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Cast George Clooney. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> it, well, that's. The- it really does feel like a wannabe oceans with zombies and it's just it doesn't know what it wants to be I think. Like I said, it wants to be a character movie. It wants to be a zombie movie. It wants to be a heist movie. It doesn't knock any of that out of the Wanting part. to be all of it allows you not to focus on any of it. Well, that's a good point cuz it wants to be a character movie. The characters aren't great. It wants to be a zombie movie and while the zombie scenes were great, there wasn't enough of it. Mm-mm. And then it wants to be a heist movie. And the there's like one tactical scene where the guy's you know dealing with the booby traps and then he's cracking the code with a fucking you know listening to it, but that's not like tactical. You don't get the tactical nature of a heist. The whole fun part of the heist is the thrill of making sure you don't get caught. Yeah. And how are they going to get away with this? And very much is going off the Ocean Eleven yeah. movie. It's the only heist movie I've seen. Well, Inception's like a heist. A uh, kind of yeah. Heist. You're just not getting caught in the dream. You don't have a guy to be aware. Tower heist. That movie sucks. Whoa, I like Tower Heist. (laughs) 
but it's the thing of not getting caught. No one cares if you get caught by zombies. Yeah. They're like, don't take my zombie money. <laughs> like, I, just survive. Yeah. Uh, it's more of, it's less of a heist and more of just an adventure. Yeah. With a safe. That is resistant to nuclear radiation. The nuclear bomb that makes you also resistant to nuclear radiation. And very buoyant in gravel. Just floats to the top. Yeah. Rubble. What's your final score here, Jay? 69. <laughs> Every fucking time. 69. Really? I don't know. Have we ever had a zero difference? I'm sure we have. We've done like 70 plus movies by this point. The Witches. 66, if, I've, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. That's off the top of my head. And The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. What's that? 84. All right. And Wally. With a 92. All right, so third time ever we agree on a score. Cool. Fourth time ever we agree on a score. 69. A 69 plus a 69 puts it right at a... 69. Tied with Tom Clancy's Without Remorse for the 42nd <laughs> ranked movie. Can we just, like, do point zero and everything so this can be 42069? <laughs> 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 That's actually pretty funny. Right ahead of the binge at 68.5. Right below Eurovision, Outside the Wire. Fucking Jingle Jangle. That shouldn't have got as high as it did. I did not like that movie. What'd you give it? 70. You gave it higher than me. It was okay. I didn't really like it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, just big disappointment. Army of the Dead could have been a lot more fun. Which, 69's not a terrible score. It's one point higher than Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, which I bogged that score down a lot. 16 difference for us. Um, <laughs> and it's a little bit better than Godzilla vs. Kong and a little bit better than Mortal Kombat. And that's honestly just a... <sighs> the fatal flaw of Mortal Kombat and Godzilla versus Kong versus this movie. Um, this movie's very heavily weighed up by that cinematography score too. Yeah, I I don't know. Sixty nine seems high, but it seems right. I don't know. It's it, weird. It's a weird score. I I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it's right on that edge, you know, where it's like it, this movie missed in a lot of stuff, but it was still okay, and it looked really good, which made it. You know, maybe a 60 score bumped up to 69 because of how good the visuals were. Yeah, because if it's just basic visuals, you get a 13, it goes down to a 63, and then you're looking at Stuber, which yep. probably should be a little bit lower. An American, American Pickle, Pickle. Wonder Woman. Yeah. So yeah. it's really, it's it's an okay movie with good visuals. Gun to my head, if I had to do Rotten or Fresh, I think I'd say Rotten. It's within the lines for us, but it's right on that... I, it's right on that border of me of rotten or fresh, and I think I'd give it rotten. Gun to my head, Jay. I stick to our patent pending movie scale. And if it's within the lines, it's fresh. Within the lines, above the lines is fresh. Below the line, that's rotten. So sixty-five plus is fresh for you. Yeah. All right. That's just our scale. That's how we fucking did it. Cherry is rotten. The witches is fresh. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe we adjust where within the lines are. Well, I think there's with. Rotten and within the lines. That's all. That's different things. I don't think it is. Cause, well, it is. Cause I think this is a direct to, correlation. We're trying to create our own thing. Yeah, people completely talk about. different. Um, <laughs> it's just it's right on that border for me. And I think I would say I would lean rotten. I really would. Oh, how about the naked zombies at the beginning? Just so, and then they just don't hold it up. The rest of the movie, like it's not Are like you upset that there wasn't more. I needed more zombie titties. <laughs> no, but like you're like very Vegas and showgirls and zombie it's, showgirls. It's gonna, yeah, it's R rating. It's gonna live up to it. 
And then just, yeah, just kidding. That's it. That's all we're going to do. Even though the main fucking queen chick is like a showgirl. Yeah. Like outfit with glam and stuff. That's like, look at us. We're R at the beginning. And then it's just like, and we're back to just regular and zombie. PG-13 with blood. Like that, I'm going to be on. I'm like, let's just be real here. It's Vegas. Titties are Vegas. Yeah. Like if you want to make a Vegas scene, you're going to need nudity. Yeah. And it's just, they abandoned the Vegas theme. Think of all the fun things they could have done with Vegas and, like, going through the city as it's popping with the outbreak happening. Like, literally going to, like, an actual club or something, like, and there's, like, a fucking a zombie chase scene in an actual club where people are, like, getting bit and changing or just something like that. And we need, like, a like a first 24 zombie outbreak in Vegas. Like the, like the show 24. But just <laughs> a show. 24 <laughs> episodes. First one, someone gets bit by a zombie. I'm pretty sure 24 was 24 episodes, and each episode was an hour. Was it? Like that's the, I think that's the premise of 24. The whole season is just one day. I'm, I don't and know. every episode about. of 24, it's like from hour one to two, and then hour two to three. And I just know there's like the clock. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That seems boring. My parents fucking loved it, so. Like, how much of your day is spent commuting? Well, shit would happen. It's not just fucking a day in Tyler's life. Well, yeah, shit's happening, but, like, okay, if you're committed to, like... every hour, then. Maybe because it would get to, like, four in the morning. And like, you need to skip bathroom breaks and shit. <laughs> There's no bathroom breaks in any movie. No one took a piss or shit in this. But if you're following him for the full 24 hours, you're going to tell me the guy didn't take a shit the well, whole day? Well, I think it's you're following him, and then you get scenes with the bad guy, and... While the bad guy scene's happening, he's in the shitter. Yeah. That's fair. I'm the, fine with that. There should be a movie. Is, is there... A, has this happened in a scene where it's, like, an action movie, and they pause to take a shit... <laughs> like, why hasn't that joke been made? It's such a low-hanging fruit. Such a low-hanging I, fruit. I feel like it had to have been in, in a cheap comedy, action comedy thing. Okay, Ty, let's let's spitball here. So we're going to make a movie. It's going to be a fourth-wall-breaking zombie movie. Zombieland already kind of peeking out, but it's fine. Continue. Shit, never mind. He just talks to you the whole movie in Zombieland. Okay, well, it, it does, not zombies in. It'll, it'll just be a dumb action movie, but it's going to be like a like a good action movie. We don't have any budget, but... Like John Wick, like good action or good movie with action? Good, not John Wick good, but good action. Okay. And it'll be an action movie. I don't know what the plot is, but the, the premise is it's also funny. It's a funny action movie. Funny action movie, good like, action, though. Like um, um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence... Oh, bad boys. Like bad boys, kind of. Like that kind of comedy yeah. action. But it's also fourth wall breaking. Back to Zombieland, fine with like No zombies, Deadpool. though. No like zombies, Deadpool. yeah. Okay. And one of the scenes is just he's taking a shit. And he's just acknowledging to the audience that he's taking a shit. Okay. That's what I want to happen. That's your that's your elevator pitch. Yeah. Like, I don't have a plot. I don't know anything. <laughs> it's going to be an action movie with comedy. Guy takes a shit at one point. <laughs> and tells the crowd about it. <laughs> Here's 500... Fucking <laughs> million dollars go. Make I feel movie. like fourth wall breaking is so like effective because not very many people do it. So every time they do it, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like, why don't I feel like that's like such a trope that hasn't been created yet that we should jump on? Just fourth wall breaking, like specialization. Yeah, every like movie Deadpool. we make. Deadpool fourth wall breaking is great in Deadpool. Exactly, but it's I like, think it's typically like it's narration or something. It's less fourth wall breaking when they do it. But we're just gonna balls deep in the fourth wall yeah. break. I sir, it's like a niche that I feel like could very well become a trope that has not become a trope yet. Now, is it fourth wall break like office to where they know they're being recorded or they know they're in a movie? Very just Deadpool, straight Deadpool, <laughs> straight Deadpool. He's in an action movie and he's just like, I'm in a movie. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. Okay. I'll start writing it. 
like pulls out a script and erases a line like when the bad guy like says a line and then rewrites it like making him say something funny and then he has to say it <laughs> this is just what is that bruce almighty where he changes the teleprompter <laughs> yeah like that okay but um, just the actual movie, not a teleprompter, just the script yeah. of well, the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to make sense. It's going to be like, okay, why doesn't he pull out the script for everything? Who fucking cares? That's the fun with it. Yeah. Just plot armor. Is that the name of the movie? Plot armor? <laughs> um, some rotten reviews on this movie. Not great, not terrible. This is Mark Kermode of Kermode and Mayo's film review. Sounds like Kermit. Not great, not terrible, but it really could have just been 90 minutes and done the same thing. No. They would have had to have get rid of the character building or the heist aspect. Um, these are only top critics. Valerie Complex says of io in io9.com, Zack Snyder lives for excessive storytelling by stuffing as many insignificant details into his stories as possible. Yeah. Um, a fresh rating, Donald Clark, Irish Times, working with the Netflix charge card. Snyder has a ball proving that trash can triumph on the largest stage if played with Elan and enthusiasm. Okay. I don't know what Elan means. Me neither. E-L-A-N. Um, Stephanie Zach- Zacharek of Time Magazine, The Army of the Dead is too <laughs> scattershot, perhaps too derivative, and definitely too long, but it's definitely a movie as well as a perfectly acceptable turn-your-brain-off entertainment. That is a fresh rating. That's the thing, though. He wasn't trying to make you turn your brain off. And that's what, like, that's the problem. I feel like some of these critics who are rooting it fresh, it's like, okay, rating it fresh, like, okay, it's turn your brain off. But, like, look at the movie in the lens of what he was trying to do. I feel like that's part of deciding rotten or fresh. Like, he was not trying to do that. If you were turning your brain off during his movie, he probably views that as a failure. He's offended. Yeah. Uh, the best – this is Rotten by Johnny Olineski of the New York Post. The best aspects of Army of the Dead are hindered by undue excess. I, st- I don't know what that means either. Jeanette Katsoulis of New York Times. It's grim images of quarantine refugees and rotting hordes summons, summon a bleakness at odds with his most fun creation. An elite zombie power couple with functioning brains. Snyder should have probably given them the final cut. That's clever. <laughs> I feel like the best way to describe this movie is I'm I'm just on Google, like the reviews on Google. It has an equal amount of five star reviews as it does one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like people are loving it or not really, but like it's not. And it's sitting at a three, which feels right. But I feel like people are loving it and people are really hating it. And I I just kind of fall in the middle. Like I I can see both. I see what he did good. I see what he really didn't do good. Andy Graham of Detroit News. Here's an idea. Cut the fat and bring it in at 90 minutes. That would be a Snyder cut worth the fuss. <laughs> They're just having He's going to get roasted every time he makes a movie. Just anything that is too long, any other version of it. This is the Snyder cut we need. It starts off great. Billy, I'm going to read this one in one more. Bill Bill G Ebery of New York Magazine/Vulture. It starts off great, but then it goes on and on <laughs> and on. <laughs> And takes itself ever more seriously at each turn. That's probably fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> that's probably fair. Okay, last review. Hold on. I clicked the next page in it. I saw one on page one that I wanted to end with. And then I... Okay, here we go. Zack Snyder's new zombie movie works differently from his grand comic book myths. It's a grim vision of modern dystopia. Outrageous and not very funny. 
That's Armin White. I read it last week. I was seeing if you'd remember. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, he gave it rotten, so maybe we agree with him for once. No, I said it was very much fresh. I said that our, our ruling is that it's fresh. I mean, it's got 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. We gave it a 69. Um, what are we watching next week, reviewing next week, before I get into your random movie Rotten Tomatoes score? Next week, Jason, we have Disney Plus and theaters. Dennis um, and theaters. Cruella. Yeah. The 101 Dalmatians character. But not 101 Dalmatians, the movie. No, Cruella, yes. the movie. About Cruella DeVille. Uh, Emma Stone. Love her. Here's So here's my um my thoughts before the movie, because I have seen the trailer. It feels like a movie that has a lot of potential as painting this Cruella character as like this char- this crazy, eccentric kind of character that's going to get kind of watered down by the Disney PG nature. And I feel like it's going to be a movie where if we we're going to talk about it, like if they could have made this PG-13 slash R, it could have had so much more potential. It is PG-13. Oh, Okay. I don't know see. why, but it is. Let, okay, maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe Run, I'm wrong. Runtime, two hours, 14 minutes. Oh, that feels way too long. We'll see. If it's done well, I won't hate it. Her descent into craziness. I'll be honest. I haven't seen 101 Dalmatians probably since it was released in 1996, two years before I was born. I don't, I'm don't. i sure I watched it as a kid, but I can't tell you anything about it. I, she just smokes the, the cigarette on the long stick. <laughs> That's all I remember. So that's next week. Um, make sure you go watch it. Disney Plus, pay $30 for it. Or go to the movies. Treat yourself. Go Hold to the on. Releases this Friday. Oh, I'm very wrong. What? I thought the first 101 Dalmatians was actually live action in 96, but the animated came out in 61. Wait, there's a live action 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. already? And 102 Dalmatians. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Playing my. close. I definitely have never seen the live action, or at least I don't remember it. I, I feel like if I would have watched any, it would have been the animated. No, I've definitely seen the, the, the animated. So this is the third 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Yes, well, there was an animated. Really. It's not. We just said it's not 101 Dalmatians, Jay. It's fucking This is Corolla. the fourth movie in the 101 Dalmatians universe. I don't think that's right either, though. Well, you got 101 Dalmatians, the original. 101 Dalmatians, live action. 102 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians... What is this? One point. 101 Dalmatians 2 Patches London Adventure. <laughs> I'm that guessing that was like a, to DVD. Yeah, that feels like a straight to DVD sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Disney did a lot of those. Um, all right, tight. Ed, wrap up the podcast. Random movie review. Can you finally nail it? We've both seen this movie. We've both seen it together in the theaters. Oh. Our first ever movie. Oh, this is the movie we on saw. The big, on the giant screen. And I made the joke about my penis. That the screen maybe is big enough to, yes. Fit a picture of my dick. Um, massive screen. We saw it. <laughs> you Do you remember say, that movie? You massive dick. Do you remember what movie it was? All the way back in 2013. <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but it's the zombie love story. Your dad really wanted to see it. I, I don't remember how I you I thought it was going to be it. funny. And it I was, was just a rom-com. And I was like, Much- I was okay with it. And I remember my dad, my dad went with us. My dad was like, that was, bu- that was dumb. I didn't like it. It was just not the movie I thought it was going to be. What's the name of it? Warm Bodies. There it is. Yep. What did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Warm Bodies. Made $66 million. Oh, no. Released. Oh, no. Never mind. Yeah, it was February 1st, Profited? 2013. 66 or it made? Just gross USA. 66.4 million. That was just zombies in an airport. feel like it was low budget. That probably made money. Was there an airport? Yeah, there an airport. I don't even fucking remember. Dave Franco. 
John Malkovich. Oh, is the main guy? Is the main guy fucking? Oh, he was the he was a Nicholas fucking assassin. Holt. He was the assassin in last week's movie. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Was that the same guy? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. Look at that back to back. No, we didn't review. <laughs> I was about to say Nicholas Holt back to back week movies. <laughs> we didn't review this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, 62 percent. Oh, you're far off today, Ty. Was it really bad? 81 percent. Really good. Certified fresh. I mean, 20 percent isn't that far off. <laughs> kind of far. Only 19 percent. 81%. That surprises me. I don't remember it being an 81% movie, but maybe I got to rewatch it. Yeah, I remember being okay. It just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Who the fuck wants a zombie love story? That's changing the genre. Yeah. <laughs> it's making a zombie fall in love with someone. Yeah. This was trying to do a lot of things in one movie and just not doing anything. I agree. You know what? That's a fair 81%. I stand corrected. They did something unique in a genre. Good for them. 73 audience uh, compared to Army of the Dead, which got a 76 audience, I believe. So they did around the same. I got nothing else for you, Ty. Corella, watch it next week. Yeah, Emma Stone. Um, week after that, we're gonna figure it out. Week yeah. after that, in the Heights. Lin Manuel Miranda. Just look, just looking forward. Excited for that. Yep. Also excited for Corella. Excited yeah. for what we review in the middle too, Jay. Absolutely. Because I'm excited for every movie we watch and review. Me too, buddy. Uh, in the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.